you are listening to the Spiritual Warrior Coach with Barbara Sabin, the podcast for discovering how powerful your wisdom, compassion, and courage is. Get ready to join Barbara and her guests as they explore and offer you advice on how to reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And now, here's the host of the show, Barbara Sabin. Well, thank you for joining me today, and welcome to the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. I am your host, Barbara Savin, and I am here to help you reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. I am a certified clinical and medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master and teacher, energy healing specialist, life coach, and best-selling author of Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Energy Healing. You know, I have been helping my clients for over 35 years, and I always mention to them how important it is for them to think positive and to truly believe in themselves. You know, your mind is going to provide you with your greatest challenges in life because it's so very, very powerful. So let's use that mind for positive thinking, creating harmony, balance, peace, love, happiness, and anything else that your heart desires, because one day the world will tap you on your shoulder and say, this is your time to shine. And speaking about shining, I'm going to bring on my guest right now. Hello, Kathy. How are you? Hi, Barbara. How are you doing today? Good, good. Let me tell my listeners a little bit about you. Kathy Batista is the go-to coach for midlife women. She believes midlife isn't just based on age. It's a phase of life and can be your best one yet. And by tapping into your values and strengths, you can take aligned action to create purpose and joy, leading to that often missing sense of complete fulfillment. So now is your time. And Kathy, having navigated midlife changes and shifts, she offers guidance and compassion to women asking themselves, is this it or what's next? And she enjoys sharing the tools of her growth with her clients and peers. And Kathy has certifications in life designer coaching, thought coaching, quantum time technique, and mindfulness facilitation. And Kathy coaches women to discover their midlife magic through conscious healing and self-discovery. So welcome to the show, Kathy. Wow. That's a lot of responsibility there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes. It's a lot of fun too. Yes, it is. Wow. So what made you get into all this? Yeah. So it, it started for me really in not a great place. That's, I kind of had my own midlife hiccup and I was surprised to learn this. And a lot of my clients are too. Midlife is age 35 to 70. Oh, we, yeah. And we're in this point and it's just the largest phase of our life. You know, you're a young adult from about 20 to somewhere around 35. And these are again, just numbers, people's experiences, their life, um, 
leads them in different ways. Some people may not feel they're in midlife until well after 40. For me personally, I started feeling the physical and mental and emotional things that come with entering into this new phase of life. And as a woman, it's now called perimetopause. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And the roller coaster began. And so I struggled. I struggled a lot because I didn't know that I was shifting into a new part of life. I didn't know my body was changing. All I had known about was menopause and that would be sometime after 50 mm -hmm. and it looked pretty simple you just stopped your period right and so that's it and so all of these changes that were happening left me feeling really raw and empty and lonely and and just full of blah and sadness but what i did to myself was worse I actually compounded it with guilt and shame because yeah. everything looked so good on the outside and I didn't know why I was miserable, why I just was not happy. And so I tried everything to fill that void. And, you know, I did so many different things that were harmful to myself and it really led me down a path like most people when you're tired of being sick and tired, then you're going to make some changes. And so I did, I had some therapies, some doctors working on, you know, your hormones and life balancing things. And, but I also had a coach to help me kind of answer those questions. Like, is this it? What's next? And I was working with her and like all great ideas, it just happened. And I said, oh my gosh, I could do this. I could turn around and help the women that are on that cusp. And what I came to find out is those transitional points of midlife, because it's such a huge time period, there's a lot of them and it happens at all different points. It's not just one and done, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it happens. I, I know I probably went through it around 35, you know, and it lasted until maybe 10, for about 10 years. till yeah. I finally figured out what, what is next? I, I I did feel, you know, crazy. Uh, my mood swings were like this, like a roller coaster ride. And mm -hmm. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. And back then it was, it was challenging to find somebody, you know, to, to help you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, but I, I knew this wasn't the end of the world. Yeah. So I actually looked to help myself, which I did, you know, but through, you know, energy healing and, visualization, meditation, you know, I, I went the natural uh, way and yeah. it worked, you know, yeah. um, it, don't get me wrong. It was a little bit of a struggle, uh, oh, yeah. but there, there was definitely that uh, the, the tunnel at the, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, you could say. Oh, definitely. I think that knowledge is so great. And I too um, did mindset work and mindfulness and, and that's really how I came to develop the coaching program that I have is because it is this look at our mind, body, and soul, exactly what you're saying. Our energy field is so big and has layers and we need to address that. And it's amazing the work that you do to address our energy on all different levels and 
And so I, it's so important to work with that. Yeah, it, it is because, uh, you know, we're not just our body. We're, we're the, you know, as you mentioned, body, mind, spirit. And people tend to forget that, you know, when we think negative and we don't like ourselves and we beat ourselves up, that's just making the matter worse. And then we're becoming a victim of our own thoughts. And mm. so it's so important to change the way we think and know that this too shall pass. And I need to find help. And, yeah. you know, to get myself out of this, you know, I, I see so many women, you know, that, that struggle with, you know, this midlife crisis, all of a sudden, you know, the kids are older or they go to college and now they're lost. They're, they're home. You know, they, they may not have worked because they raised their children, which is more work than anything. Um, yeah. and, and then there they are by themselves and, and they, they don't know what to do you know, yeah. for themselves. I mean, I, I would assume that that would be your biggest struggle, you know, uh, you know, seeing women, you know, as they enter, you know, midlife crisis. Yeah. I think that you definitely um, addressed the kind of question is, is people say, what's next? Is this it? Mm -hmm. Because we're in this transition and I find it, it's, it is a common question but what's different about it is that this is historically a phase in our life where we aren't surrounded by a community of people kind of doing the same thing. Like if we look at the other phases in our life, right, we've got our graduating class from high school and maybe not everybody went to college, maybe some worked, you know, but you were in this together. You were making that transition together. And then you had friends who were getting married and friends who are having children. And then you kind of become this, you have friends, but you are thinking, okay, what's, what's next? What else is there? And so a lot of times it's not having that compassion and, and understanding of it's okay to change and have a transition. It's okay to be uncomfortable and feel like you want something more or something different. You know, when we were going from high school to college, the differences, you know, whether it was college or work or a trade school, you had options and people were guiding you. But now we're kind of going, I want something else, but there's nobody there to be like, okay, hey, let's look at this. Let's figure out what it is you want and what we can do to get that. So is that what you do? So is that, I would think that that's what you do. You actually help women um, discover certain ways that they can overcome some, some of these struggles? Yeah. So when I work with women, and this is uh, a generalization, right? Because each woman is so unique, right? And their experience is unique. But what I do is a three-pillar approach of mood, mindset, and mindfulness, and so when someone comes to me and they say, I'm just feeling off this, I don't know what's next. I kind of feel like maybe I want to go back to school or maybe I'm just unhappy with the like hobbies that I have, whatever it is, right? Whatever is making them feel like they know something is out there for them. And like what you were saying, have them shine, right? Maybe they feel like they just need to find that way to shine. It's really taking a look at the whole person and saying, okay, 
So mood to me is nervous system regulation work and somatic work. And if our bodies aren't in a place to receive information or to receive change or to make a transformation, it just is not going to happen or it's going to be a pretty painful, hard ride to make it happen when our bodies are going, 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 and we're having input that just is constantly putting us in a state of stress, in a state of trauma responses, right? Big or small. So we work a lot on that. We work a lot on nervous system regulation and, and somatics and breathing work, brain-based healing. And then we take a look at mindfulness. And for me and my clients, mindfulness is getting quiet in the present moment without judgment, but it's in that moment that you're able to make a connection with your intuition and listen to that inner voice. And that can only be done when you are able to get mindful. And I'm it's it's not surprising that a lot of people struggle to get mindful these days because we're just running, running, running. And then the final thing, once we've got our mind and our body, you know, we're then gonna take and look at our mindset. And it's not that we need to change our mindsets. It's that we want to learn tools to enhance where we are. And in mindful mindset for me, we do a lot of looking at limiting beliefs and looking how to reprogram them. And that's really where in the beginning you said conscious healing. I love to say that because we do look at our subconscious and we do look at ways to reprogram it and learn new beliefs, but it's really in that conscious healing that true change can take place. Yeah. Without a doubt, because yeah, we, we tend to get lost in the coulda, shoulda, would'ves. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure you see that also. Yeah. And, and I always tell them, what, what is it that, that now, you know, now say the, the kids are in college. What is it that you now really want to do for yourself? Mm, and yeah. and sometimes they, they have no idea, you know, they clue. Or sometimes they say, well, you know, I, I want, always wanted to paint or I always wanted to write or something. Mm. So yeah, it's getting them back into that, that creative you know, side of them and, yeah. and know that anything is possible, I want to say. Definitely. Right. That anything is possible. It's, it's, um, it really takes this look of, okay, we have this life and we can create what we want Mm -hmm. and that it all is possible within that. Well, that's it. So, you know, what, um, what do you usually like recommend, you know, to, well, let me ask you a question. Do you find that, that men also go through the same midlife crisis? Yeah, it's funny. I get asked this a lot. And and my first response is, I'm sure, right? My husband, I definitely think is. um, And I do think that they go through a period of change where it's almost the same thing. All their life, they've had guidance, sports coaches, teachers, bosses, saying, okay, you'd be really good at this, do this, go here. And then this midpoint of life, this midlife, a lot of times we are not in a position to have other people say, this is what you would be really good at. You should try this. And so I find both men and women struggle with that question of, is this it? Is this right? It? Yeah. Yeah. Is this it? Is this, you know, I'm, I'm 50, 55. Is this it? 
is this what I've worked for? Right. Um, I don't actually work with men because I can't, I, a lot of what I do with women is, is relation relatable. And I can't relate to what a man is going through. I do have people that I would send them to, but I mean, my husband bought an RV this summer. That was his what's next, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think it's, yeah, looking at, okay, I've worked and I've got this and I have, you know, these, this is where I'm at. They are a lot more analytical. Like yeah, this is are. where I'm at. This is what I've got. This mm-hmm. is what, you know, but it's still about that question, right? Is this it? Is this can it? there be yeah. more? Well, and if there it, can yeah. be more, what do I want? Yeah, because that's the law. So what somebody say a female that is somewhat, you know, lost, you know, what do you or, or how can you help them find that that uh, sense of magic or excitement again in, in their life? Yeah. So a lot of it goes to um, what values do you have? And then we look at what values are missing from where in your life, where can we bring those values in? Mm -hmm. Because we tend to lose sight of personal values when we're either running a company or running a household, we lose sight of those things that we crave. And I have a fun exercise that I start off with my clients and it's really we have a whole, you know, assessment of finding your values and your strengths and, and we can figure it out. But a really fun one that sometimes surprises people is I say, you know, imagine you walk into your living room, describe how you want to feel in three words. And then we have those words. And then we, you know, how do you want someone else to feel? And so we kind of look at these six words that we have and we can really, you know, filter them down into a couple words of feelings that then can be translated into values. And where are we missing that? Right. And you'd be surprised. It's funny. Most people are like, okay, you think my clients will be like, I think everybody wants their living room to be cozy. And and it's like, no, not everybody does. Some people, their first three words are they want it to be sophisticated and they want it to be impressive and they want it to be in style, right? Or they want it to be, um, you know, pristine. Like some of them are like, oh, I want like gorgeous centerpieces. And others are like, oh my gosh, if there's magazines everywhere, I'm happy. So we kind of filter out these words of somebody you're craving an outlet for style in your life, right? So where can we bring that in? And it's not necessarily always like your wardrobe, which seems like an easy answer, right? Or you're craving community. You really want it to be welcoming. You want someone else to walk in and feel like they're stepping into a hug. You're craving this intimate community, right? So we just kind of have fun with that and see, okay, where are you getting that in your life or where could you bring some more in? And that's what, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. And I said to myself, yeah, I want it to feel peaceful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want it to be yeah. peaceful. Yeah. I, 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 but I've always felt that. Yeah. You know, even growing up, yeah, I always felt just, you know, peace and calm. Mm. You know? So, and, and that's how I actually, I, I I feel when people come into my home and even into my facility, 
uh, my office, it does feel very peaceful and calm. Yeah. But so in my twenties and thirties, it may not have been that way. So <laughs> a different kind of peaceful, right? Yeah. But so then, then we would say, uh -huh. you know, great. It's wonderful that your living room and your facility feel peaceful and create a sense of calm, but where are you bringing that in personally like are you do you have and I'm sure you I this is kind of a rhetorical question but do you have mindful practices daily that are bringing you that sense of peace so that's where we take it to the next step right? right you know we say okay well where if somebody said they want everybody to feel welcomed and have enough seats for everybody well where in your life are you creating opportunity for community right. like where can we bring that in and and it's not um it's not uh, textbook stuff, right? I really believe each person that I work with is the expert on themselves. It's just about being there to witness and and be a part of their journey and allow some facilitation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I, I believe that because yeah, everyone's journey is different and we have to know that it's important for us to be open to change. Yeah, because mm -hmm. if how can you possibly grow on all levels if you stay stagnant, you know, in the same thing? Yeah, yeah. I tease all the time. Is it like if somebody was to say, what do you do for fun? And I told everybody that I played Legos still like I was eight, <laughs> you'd be like, why? What? Uh, that's uh -huh. staying stagnant. And so no. So it's totally natural that at this point, we're like, is this it? What's next? because we're not being guided where all our life we've been guided. So do you feel that when someone's in that midlife crisis that they actually have uh, lost their purpose and passion? I think, I believe that as human beings, we have many purposes throughout our lives. We have many passions throughout our lives. I do think that when somebody comes to this point and they're asking, is this it? Mm -hmm. What's next? You know, like really, is this it? I think that's a big sign that you might be in need of a new purpose, not to say that we're going to drop all the other purposes, but a new purpose. We we have so many purposes living your truth and we have so many truths and we have so many ways we can express that. But often, yes, to answer your question, when somebody is saying, okay, I'm feeling blah and, and I'm just miserable and I can't seem to like shake it. I, you know, and I know there's something else out there. It is, we're looking for another purpose. Yeah, I, 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 I feel that because uh, even like for myself, I've been doing this for 40 years and actually probably more than 40 years and um, about, oh, maybe about, oh yeah, actually a year and a half ago, I said, okay, I've been doing hypnosis, energy work, you know, I've been right. I have two books, you know, I've, I've done all that and I love, I truly love what I do and, and enjoy. It's not work. It's, it's my life purpose. But then I said, all right, but some, I need to do something else. Mm. And then someone had mentioned to me, why don't you do a podcast? And that's how this all started a year ago. Yeah. And, and I said, oh, I can't do a podcast. Well, I don't know the first thing about it, you know, 
I don't even like to be on camera or film, you know, or anything. Yeah. But then over, so I had someone actually, you know, I, I sought out a coach and uh, she taught me how to do podcasting. And I said, wow, that was one of the best things that I could have done at, I mean, I, I, I just turned 75. So nice. at, at this age, I said, wow, it gives me, you know, now freedom to interview other people and, and hear what every life is all about outside, you know, not yeah. just for my clients and stuff, but um, it's like a sense of freedom um, being able just to sit here and chat, you could say. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. So I'm, I'm doing it actually a year and two months. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Oh, how fun. Right. And, and then to know that, it's this another transition within this period of time, mm-hmm. right? And that what that gives us is evidence that if you feel this way again, you'll be able to transition it again, right? So it's just confidence that you, right. it's almost that saying it's all figure outable, right? We could just do it, right? It's mm-hmm. okay. It will get done. And there's help, there's people that want to help and and want to, you know, like your coach who taught you how to do it, right? There's, this world is just so open these days. Oh, it is. And and I'm so happy that I, that I did this. And, at, you know, at first I was a little fearful, fearful to do it. And I said, hmm, I'm, what, why am I so afraid? It's, the worst I could do is just say the words wrong. I mean, it would be the worst thing or just, you know, say something crazy, but you know, um, yeah, I, I think fear and our, this here really holds uh, a lot of us back. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's that um, second guessing and not, and that's where teaching the mindfulness to get in touch with your intuition. You're able to kind of weed through the fearful kind of mind gremlins and get to really what your heart and soul and spirit is trying to communicate to you. Right. Like I would tell myself, Barbara, you can do this. It's not hard. Just go for it. Don't be afraid. Just do it. Once you do the first one, the second, third, fourth, and all of them will be easier. And it's exactly what I did. I, I, I trust, I trusted that I'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I also said positive affirmations to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And do you switch them for the situation? Like, so when you began doing podcasting, did you add in some new ones? Like, how does that look for you? Yeah. You know, I switched it up a little bit. Um, And, um, you know, uh, when I first started doing it, I had all women, you know, women uh, uh, guests. And then I said, you know, you need to get some men on here so that it would be fine to have men. And then I did, you know, I have a lot of men. So, and all different um, uh, topics and even topics that I may not even know, yes. but it's fine. You know, it, it usually it all just flows very nicely and it goes fine. And um, I, I love doing this now. And I try to do it at least, uh, you know, twice a month you know, and have new people on. And, and it gives that person an opportunity to speak about what they do. And it's just, this is, uh, this is fun. I want to say. And that's what it's about finding that fun again. Right. And fine. And sometimes Mm -hmm. 
that can be the purpose, right? I want some fun. Well, that's what I said, you know, because I, you know, the, of course, the, our clients have a lot of challenges and we feel so, so much for them. And by doing this, I said, all right, this is a good way to help a lot of people, but also for me to have, the, you know, find that, that more, more, um, you know, light, more just, yes. uh, uh, yeah, I want to say fun, fun and joy, even though I have fun and joy in different ways, but this makes it a little different. Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, you know, we'll talk about affirmations. What, uh, how do you have somebody stick to their affirmations? Yeah, I, to, for me, working with somebody and for their affirmations to stick, Mm -hmm. you really have to believe it. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we're backtracking to like the basic, basic, basic where, you know, if it's, I, you know, I love myself, so that's oh, a yeah. hard sentence for people to say. So then we kind of say, you know, I could love myself one day. I believe I could love myself one day. I think it's possible. So we find the, the, the affirmation that sticks with them in a way that resonates and speaks their truth. Mm -hmm. And so I find that that's where the one-on-one work really comes in is because we can dive down and just get specific right onto the individual, Mm -hmm. what their heart and soul need. And and I think the biggest thing too is, so it's even like with mirror work, right? Like people say, oh, stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself. That's, is now we're doubling down, right? So sometimes the first thing is, is you know what? Stand in front of the mirror and just look at yourself for a second and and, and until it feels uncomfortable and then stop. And, and we build up that. It's all about finding what works and being consistent. And then that's how people, I think, end up, um, you know, sticking with it is, is it works. If it doesn't work, you're not going to do it. No, no. It, and it's funny that you say about mirror. Um, I, I think I was in my, probably my, just around my forties when uh, I was having so much challenges loving myself. And then mm. I remember my grandma would say, she'd call me Babacita all the time. And she would always say, Babacita, you know, always love yourself for who you are. And one day that, that came in so loud and clear. And so then I looked in the mirror and I said, okay, Barbara, I love you. And then half of me said, no, you don't love me. <laughs> Who are you kidding? You know, that type of thing. You know, you know yeah. how that, that, that other voice here that comes in. Uh, Definitely. And, and I said, all right, I, I need to do this more often. So I would look at myself and, and I would say it took at least two weeks till I finally believed it. And I would look in the mirror and look in my eyes and say, Barbara, I love you. And then of course I'd smirk and do other things. But then one day I actually looked in the mirror and I looked in my eyes and I said, you know what, Barbara, I really do love you. And so it did all of a sudden that connection of me being me finally just connected. Yes. Yeah. When that happens, it's like a light bulb goes on, you know, off, you know, on your head and you say, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to be okay. 
Yeah. yeah. And I think that it is, a, there's a level of compassion and, mm-hmm. and that you didn't give up on yourself when it was uncomfortable. You said, okay, let me tweak it and we'll try again tomorrow. And so there's that grace that we can give ourselves mm-hmm. and not, and not, we can give grace and not give up on ourselves. Yeah. So it's so important not to give up. You know, I say this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Things happen uh, some things are good, some things aren't so good, but not to fall truly victim of the not so good things that do come along, you know. And yeah. and I know we all we've all we all have not so good things, you know. And even I myself have gone a massive roller coaster ride. But then I was happy that you know, even though it went down, I still got myself back up. And yeah. I, I feel in my heart, it's so important for us to know that this too shall pass and that it's, it's not a final. Yes. And I believe that that's where the evidence comes in is so if we take the roller coaster, right, we can learn from each down and then the next down doesn't have to go as far because we'll have some evidence about what works for us and how to work with ourselves with compassion and so mm-hmm. I agree because the, the good times are going to come and the bad times are going to come and mm-hmm. we just need to navigate. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, just know that, you know, th- there's a reason, you know, many times it's just something that, you know, we're constantly doing over and over and over again, and we're getting hit harder because we're not seeing what it is that we need to change. Yeah, definitely. Right. But yeah, midlife is, is tough for a lot of women I I've noticed and, you know, and, and it's like, we need to love and accept ourselves for who we are. Because yeah. as a female, we are strong individuals. Oh, yes. We, we, I, we, right? We don't give ourselves enough credit. No. Yeah. Definitely. You know, and I, sometimes I, I say to myself, wow, why don't you see what you've done and accomplished, you know, mm-hmm. all your life? Why are you so hard on yourself? Yeah. You know? But then again, you know, it could be from, you know, childhood, you know, things that that may have come their way. Yeah. Sometimes it's just learning to celebrate yourself, right? It's just, it's just a matter of having new tools and, and, and developing them. Well, that's it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, to know that life can be beautiful if we, if we move towards it and allow it to be, I want to yeah. say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what, like, what I, I want to say, maybe what advice can you, uh, do you give to those, you know, women that, that are entering midlife? Yeah, I think that the advice, I don't know if it's really advice, but it's, it's more so that, you know, when something's wrong. Mm-hmm. We all know when something's wrong. And we also all know when enough is enough, right? And when you get to that point that there is resources for you, whether it is um, like, you know, what you said earlier, Googling things, there's so many ways we can find information on everything that I teach on, right? Everything, you know, there's so many things, but there's also an opportunity. Cause like I said earlier, each woman, they're their own expert on themselves. But when I work with somebody, I liken it to, you know, you're on your path 
and I just have a flashlight and I'm just holding it Mm -hmm. and we'll see what's on your path. And we'll, you'll decide which way we're going to go, but I'll be right there just holding this flashlight so that we see where we're going. We see what we need to do. Right. Um, and that for me, I, I don't know if I couldn't do it alone. I didn't want to do it alone. And I, so I sought help and, and that was my only way. It was probably a good five, six years that I was miserable, miserable. Yeah. What did you do before you became, you know, the, uh, the life designer coach? And yeah. Yeah. So I actually did, um, substitute teaching while my kids were in school. And so I have four boys. (laughs) My (laughs) youngest is 17 and my oldest is 26. So while they were in school, I just did substitute teaching so that I could do some work, get out of the house, but then be there when they got home. Right. And then um, I stopped doing that uh, probably just a couple years before COVID. And one of the reasons why I stopped was because I got to the point that I just couldn't do everything. Mm. It Everything felt overwhelming to me. And that was sort of the beginning of my transition. And I sat in, in, in misery. And I mean, I did everything to fill that hole. I drank too much. I ate too much. I shopped too much. My husband at the time, he was joking, but not joking. He used to call our dining room shipping and receiving because I was just having packages come in and we'd have to back them up and send them out if I didn't want it or didn't like even know, remember that I got it. Like just doing things that I thought would make myself feel better to fill that hole. And then when I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired, I just reached out and that's I think the biggest piece of, like you said, guidance or advice is to just reach out when you know that your, you know, your heart and soul is ready for more, you know, there's a different purpose for you. You want to answer that question. What's next. And you want to know that this is not it right. Reach out. Yeah. Wow. Some journey. Yeah. I think a lot of women do the same thing. They either, you know, uh, you know, have a few drinks or they buy too much. And, and it's, it's a little bit of a, you know, crazy making, but it's because they're, they don't know what they really want to do. Yeah. Well, and I think that's in a, sadly in our society, sometimes that's what we're told to do to feel better, right? Go relax, go relax, you know? mm-hmm. go treat yourself to something, yes. go have a drink, relax, go out with your friends and have a night on the town, but, and that's not bad. I'm not saying that's Mm -hmm. bad, but when it's to the point that that is the only way, you know, how to get centered or relax or take some of the pressure away, you're really not, like I said, you're just compounding it. Yeah. You're masking it. And then that's when you, the the problems really manifest. That's when you don't know who you really are. Yeah. You're telling me I didn't, (laughs) it was was horrible. And that's why when I was working with my coach, I said, I could, I know I could help people and I know I'd be good at it. And I know I can, it's sort of like, we're like that, that quote. And I feel as if it's roomy, I'm not sure, but we're walking each other home. 
-hmm. And we're all just on this path at different points. And I know that I can turn around and help women that are kind of not behind me, but at that point in the path, Mm -hmm. right? And then, and that's where I still work with coaches myself because there's people above me that are helping me become a better version of my highest self. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, that's that's what the beautiful thing is, is that you you acknowledge that there was something, you know, more that you needed yeah. to do, and mm-hmm. and you took action. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a lot. Some people do take action; others do not. So, you know, but yet, yeah, uh, I know even for myself. Yeah. I, at the, that age, you know, the, in the forties, I, it was tough. Yeah. And I said, gee, I can't be going through all this. I don't understand. But then, you know, we, I took action and, 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 you know, for me, I was able to help me. Yeah. That's so, awesome. You know, and then went through like what you did, you know, coaching and certifications yeah. and everything else. So that yeah. we're then able to help others, you know, heal yeah. on all levels. And like I said, the, the transitions that happen in midlife, there's more than one Mm -hmm. and they come and they go. Right. And so, you know, my youngest client is 34 and my oldest is 74. So Mm -hmm. really it's at any point in time, it's not chronological at any point in time, you might be at a space where you might say, all right, I'm ready for something else. I'm ready to find that other thing. I want to become different, better. I want to feel this certain way. Yeah, I feel it's never too late. Never. Never too late. I mean, I started writing my third book now. And now, you know, the podcast, I still do my clients and everything else. But, you know, there's always something that just brings you to a different level in life. Yeah, that's all. You're quite an example. It's awesome. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful feeling, you know, and I mm. say to myself, okay, well, what's next now? <laughs> so right? Yeah. And I even see, <laughs> yeah, we were talking at the beginning, like that question is so daunting. What's next? What's next? And then now you have this experience where just the vibe of the question is totally different. Like you're like, what's next? I'm so excited, <laughs> right? So that's where uh-huh. we can be. That's awesome. Maybe at the end of this year, I'll say to myself, hmm, what's next now? Right? <laughs> Something has to be. <laughs> and anything is possible. So. Yes, anything is possible. But um, oh, well, you know, gee, Kathy, thank you so much. Where can my listeners find you? And if anyone wants to book sessions with you? Yeah. So I do want to say I talked earlier about the three pillars that I coach oh. with the mm-hmm. mood, mindfulness and mindset. And if you go to my website, I have this amazing five question quiz, which will allow you to see where you might want to start. It kind of gives you a little bit of a hint. And then once you take the quiz, there's just a ton of freebies, audios and PDFs and workbooks and just a lot of fun. And that's a really great way to see what it's like to work with me. So that's my website and it's kathybatista.com. And I'm sure you'll have it all in the show notes Mm -hmm. and the link to the quiz and just enjoy yourself. Oh, yeah, we'll put all that information down. Yeah, and uh, uh, maybe my uh, New Year's resolution may be what's next with me. (laughs) I don't know. We're going to get, yeah, Barbara, we'll get shirts made, right? (laughs) Yes, that's a good idea. What's next? (laughs) That's a great idea. (laughs) 
<laughs> are you over 30? Well, what's next? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love that. Thank yeah, you I do so too. much. Well, thank you so much, you know, for coming. What, one more time, your website. It's kathybatista.com, K-A-T-H-Y-B-A-T-I-S-T-A.com. And you. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Coach Kathy Batista. Uh, so we'll have all that on the on the, you know, all the links uh, when, when this comes out in about two weeks. Awesome. Thank uh, you. Well, great. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, you know, to be with me today, Kathy. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I want to give a big thank you to my listeners. And I, I hope that you heard what you needed to hear. And I want to express my heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you my listeners, and also my very special guest today, Kathy, and uh, your presence and commitment to your own growth and empowerment uh, actually truly inspires me every single day. So keep nurturing your positive thoughts and your self-belief, for they are the keys to unlocking your fullest potential. And, um, you know, just embrace the challenges as opportunities and trust in the beautiful, unique soul that each and every one of you are. You know, always remember that your time to shine is not a distant dream. It's a reality waiting to be lived. So just embrace it, embody it, and allow your light to illuminate not only for your own path, but for the world around you. So again, thank you for joining me today. And a very big thank you to my guest, Kathy. And um, today, you know, here we are, the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. So, you know, please subscribe to my channel and uh, until we meet again, just stay empowered, stay inspired and keep being the spiritual warrior that you are. So with love and with light, this is Barbara Saban signing off. Bye.